Welcome to the B-Side Boys Podcast, an Iowa rugby podcast. I'm Mr. Gray. And I'm Philly V. And we are here in the Wombat Den studio presented by Rotor Epoxy. Phil, take it away on Rotor Epoxy. Oh, yeah. Rotor Epoxy, dude. Uh, you know, if you need your garage done, your man cave, shed, you know, work area, whatever you need done, it's going to make your floor look beautiful. It's going to help it, like the durability is going to last longer. You know, you spill anything on it, stuff, it's going to be easy to clean up. And like I said, it's just going to look nice. And we got a couple of uh, wombats that are looking to get some flooring done. Did you see that in yeah, the chat? in yeah. the chat. Devin yeah. was just like, hey, uh, tell me again about that epoxy thing. And I was like, oh, my God. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I love how you said it, too, Phil. Everybody wants, you know, it to look better. They want to last longer. That, And we're talking about epoxy floors, not anything else. Yeah. <laughs> well, other stuff, but yeah. <laughs> For a second there, like I was getting the stuff set up on the computer. I'm like, is he doing a, a Roman ad? Like, yeah. <laughs> like every oh, podcast. Yeah, dude, I, like, I was just like, oh my God. No, we're talking epoxy floors, but same thing. I mean, <laughs> you want things to last longer. Get your money's worth, right? Yeah. <laughs> Make it look good. Oh, yeah. And so, speaking of getting our money's worth, Phil, it's finally time. I know. We are here. It is the fall season. This past weekend, you know, I woke up Saturday morning. Uh, I needed to trim some trees in my yard. Mm. And I'm like, ooh, it's a little chilly. I put on a long sleeve and some jeans. Like, this is like perfect fall rugby weather. I like to call it Big Ten weather, like Kurt Flood said that. Uh, like, I remember you uh, putting that, like, oh, it was on Facebook. Yeah. 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 It, I mean, it's just that weather of, like, that cool breeze, but it's just like, I'm going to be outside for 12 hours today, drinking beers, playing rugby, watching football. Brett Nelson's like, you spelled rugby wrong. And it's like, no, like (laughs) there's something about like playing rugby and then getting in the car and listening to the Iowa Hawkeyes on the radio on a, on a car ride. And then you go to the social and then there's three different TVs with football games. You go to the bars at night, the Hawaii game is playing because it's the late night game. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you play your match in the morning and then the rest of the day from the social, you're drinking beers, hanging out with buddies. You're making bets on college football legally now on your phone. Man, and that's awesome. I love that. Right? Like, Dude, all it of makes it, it so much more entertaining, like, gambling on football. Like, I want to gamble on rugby, too. Like, I, like, Six Nations and stuff like that. But I think, too, when we when that comes back up, I would like to do some segments on, like, and, like, as the B-side boys, maybe we throw in, like, 50 bucks together and we just try to... <laughs> Make a make profit. Terrible bets. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll see how quickly we run out of. <laughs> I think it's funny that you mentioned fall too. It's like, I was just hanging out like outside beforehand. I've I been outside. Couple... I've been there. No, I mean like before the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And like, I had a couple of your leaves like fall on me and I'm like, fall must be coming early. Cause like the leaves are already starting to fall. No, these are river birch trees. They overgrow too fast. Oh, is that what that's it is? That's why my pool, it's constantly like, I. there's a house that's down the street though. That has like a shit ton of leaves in their yard. I wonder if that's the same thing. Type oh of tree yeah. Have. Well, it's because we had that storm the other day. Oh, yeah. The wind was really bad here, dude. It looked like a natural disaster. It looked like a derecho came through. Not yeah, as bad I as Cedar Rapids, but like, yeah, dude. It like trees were down. That's why I was trimming trees because I had all these branches that were like all screwed up, and it just it was ugly. Yeah, I tried to get to the concert, the disturbed one, and over around the east side, like by the fair, it was like flooding. Was this <laughs> uh, at the state fair? Yeah. Ugh, disturbed, dude. It was fun. I don't like disturbed. I, I don't like the state fair. I like, I like moshing though. 
So I got in the mosh pit. Oh, you big old and, muscle dude, turkey. I know. I laid it up. Some kid, I was just waiting for it. I was just like, yes. And then some other guy popped me really good, like about took me off my feet. And I was wearing my Hey Dudes. Lost both my shoes twice. And I was like looking for him the first time. And then I was just like, fuck, where's my shoes? And all of a sudden this dude just fucking stands up and he's got both of them in his hands. He's just like, yeah. Well, I <laughs> smacked you in the face with them. Yeah. <laughs> Are these yours? No. Phil, you're 30. What are you doing in a mosh pit? <laughs> yeah, no, dude. It was fun, though. And also, too, rugby starts this week. What are you doing? You could have got hurt. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, I pulled my hammy at the Disturbed concert at the State Fair. Sorry. Wearing my up. hey, dudes. <laughs> Need a sub. But no, I mean, I couldn't be more excited. You couldn't be more excited. Yeah. We are finally here. I feel like, you know, we started this podcast uh, 15 weeks ago. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. That is crazy. And the whole thing was like, oh, this will buy time until the season happens. It's time. We're here. And so with that, we're going to quickly run down the schedule here. And we have a special guest today. The Wombat's first opponent is Northeast Iowa. We got a guest from Northeast Iowa. We're going to talk the match. That'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Get a little rundown of Northeast Iowa history too. So I think that'll be cool. Phil, don't tell them too much so they can game plan around us. Like, we got to keep it close to the chest, right? Of course, yeah. But we'll have him spill his secrets. That'd be ideal. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So, <laughs> in D1, Palmer men play at home versus Metropolis. And the Palmer women also play at home against the Chicago Lions. Also, in Davenport, there is a USA Rugby coaching clinic. The, yeah. the first level of coaching clinics is also in Davenport. So people can go, they can get certified to be a coach. You can watch the Palmer men. You can watch the Palmer women. Again, Palmer men against Metropolis. Palmer men last year, they did struggle. They're working on rebuilding. Davenport's really doing a good job of uh, getting some excitement. I know the Quad City Irish trying to build that up. They're off this week. That's why, you know, they have a a clinic for coaches. I think like eight or ten guys are going to get certified from the Quad City Irish. Expect a lot of youth programs coming out of there. And then the Palmer women made it to the D2 National Championship game. They are now D1 women. And they're playing the Chicago Lions, which uh, Chicago Lions women's sevens team just was at Nationals. They're always a great squad. So that's a tough one. Like, that's a, hey, you think you're D1? Welcome to the league. Here's one of the top clubs. So that's going to be tough. some, Some good action in Davenport. That's cool. They both get home and home together. Looks like that only happens one more time for them when they both play Wisconsin at home on the 17th oh, of September. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that'll be a Palmer, fun Palmer versus Wisconsin, Wisconsin, men and women. Then we move into the D2 schedules. So Bremer County moving up from D3. They've yep. won the Iowa League uh, every year. They've been D3 for the last like 20 years. 20 years. <laughs> the only time they don't win D3 was when they were D2. They're back to D2. And their first match is at Eastside, the Banshees. And Eastside Banshees, their fly half. Yeah, Ashton. Ashton, uh, former UNI guy. Yep, and local Des Moines boy. And lo- Yeah, Hoover High. Yeah, Hoover High. Yeah. <laughs> Ashton, remind people his last name. Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Good kid. Very good kid. And he's a good, he's a good ball player, too. Real good. And then, but like, will he be able to handle the physical play of Bremer County? It'll be interesting. Is Tom McClyman going to rip his head off? Probably, <laughs> if he gets his hands on him. And then we have Des Moines, who was D2 last year. They go up to St. Paul to play the Jazz Pigs. The Jazz Pigs. St. Yeah. Paul Jazz Pigs. They've teetered on D2, D3 for the last forever. Uh, they're always kind of 
When they're D2, they're kind of near the bottom of the table, middle of the table. When they're D3, they're usually the top of Minnesota D3. So they're back up into D2 when the Midwest Union was like, hey, seven D2 teams or seven D3 teams are going to move up to D2. Bremer and St. Paul, both of them. Mm-hmm. So both of them have their first match. So that'll be really interesting. Yeah. I'm I'm curious to see how that one goes, but uh, probably a little biased. I think Des Moines will probably pull that win out against I, the Jazz Pigs. I think so, too. I, I think Des Moines, just with what I've seen, what they've been working with. they got a lot of stuff going for them right now. They do. You know, just from a coaching aspect, they're – they're probably ahead of a lot of clubs in the Midwest, if not the country at the D2 level. I mean, you have multiple capped Eagles and guys who've played professionally. Uh, and then you that's not even to mention Matthew Connor. Oh, yeah. And then they also have a bunch of experience coming back of guys who played in this system last year. And they have that momentum that they're trying to build. So that'll be I'll be really interested to see how that goes. And I just think starting on the road with St. Paul, I think they should start 1-0. And then I think. Uh, Bremer County, they're going to have a tough one at Eastside. Eastside, too, they're kind of one of those teams where uh, over the last few years, Bremer has played Eastside in friendlies in the spring. And, you know, we've been a part of a few of those games. Eastside always plays a hard physical style, and they have a lot of guys who play on that Minnesota select side team. So that should be a great match for them as well. Mm -hmm. Then we move into the D3 schedule. Up first, in Iowa City, Cedar Rapids will head to Iowa City. And then Clinton is at Dubuque. So before we move on, uh, Cedar Rapids at Iowa City. Phil, quick thoughts? Um, Just from what I've been seeing from Iowa City over the summer, I think that's – I don't want to say it's going to be an easy win because I don't think it'll be an easy win, but I feel pretty confident saying that the Iowa City Ducks will probably pull out a win against Cedar Rapids. They just – Got a lot of new guys that are bringing a lot to the team, and they got a lot of really good current players. So, I think it'll be it'll be a tough one for Cedar Rapids. Yeah, and that's it's nothing against Cedar Rapids. It's just the odds are stacked against them in a sense of you have to go to Iowa City, and it really does. I mean, social media you can kind of trick people. People do that with their daily lives, yeah. right? We want people to see this this person we may not be, but we want people to think we're that person. Yeah. Is Iowa City tricking people by making them think that they're doing really good things? Or are they really bringing in brand new guys every single practice and putting in a lot of work? Well, they take videos of their practices, yeah. and there are new guys showing up every time. I, I believe the hype. I think Iowa City is going to be much improved from last year. Because yeah, they're always up and down, up and down, and they were down last year, so they're clearly probably on the way up this year. Yeah. And, and again, I think the proof is there. They, they show their practices. They've got new guys there. Uh, a lot of good, positive momentum. Yeah, Cedar Rapids, it's going to be tough. Yeah, You're heading there. Uh, they have a lot of momentum. Should be a great match. I mean, those are mm-hmm. two teams that they've played each other a million times. Yeah. So that'll be a great physical match. The next one, Clinton at Dubuque. Clinton and Dubuque. They When Dubuque folded a few years ago, those guys went and played with Clinton. They built their numbers back up. Now Dubuque is back. That's really interesting that those clubs that are close together, mm-hmm. they are now going to play against each other. Yep. A lot of familiar faces. Dubuque is another team where they're doing a really a really good job on social media selling their product. Yeah. Clinton, at the same time, they're rebuilding. I mean, they're 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 always trying to get new guys. They're always, I always see them. They have touch practices going on. It'll be interesting. I think that's a match, you know, 
those teams are out on the east side, the east coast, as I would say, mm-hmm. um, out on the Mississippi. Um, it's hard to tell what they're doing because we don't see them at summer sevens. We don't see them in the spring. Yeah. So all we know is from what we've seen on like social media and, you know, Dubuque's been more active. It looks like they've got a lot of momentum, just like Iowa City. Yep. I feel like they're in the same boat. And yeah, it's just, it's really interesting to, I don't know, that dynamic of they were teammates last year, they split up. And I think that will be telling for how both those team seasons go mm. off of this first match. Uh, any other thoughts on that? No, one? You said that perfectly. I don't know if I can add anything to that, but oh, shucks. I mean, thanks, Phil. Then we move into the next match, and it's going to be a college match. Iowa Central is heading to Iowa State in Ames for a friendly, their little preseason friendly. So Iowa Central at Iowa State. That's interesting. The last two players drafted in the MLR draft. Uh, Iowa State and Iowa Central, yeah. The clubs are going to play against each other. So, uh, again, Iowa State, Ant Fryn, head coach, he wants to build his program up. He thinks that, you know, playing Iowa Central really shows them where they're at. Mm-hmm. doesn't count against their conference standing. Uh, Iowa Central, I mean, they put anybody on their schedule. Like, they want tough competition. Yeah. Uh, they like the local aspect as well. Because, you know, they're recruiting the same kids. That should be a great matchup in Ames. Uh, What are some of your thoughts or takeaway for this match? I mean, historically, Iowa Central is, every time they play Iowa State, typically they, you know, put up a couple more tries in Iowa State. But it's always a very big physical match whenever those two teams play. And it's going to be a lot of good experience for the Iowa State guys, especially, and really get them ready for their uh, season in the uh, Heartland of America conference. Yeah, I think for both clubs, it's... It's a win-win, no matter who has more points at the end of the match. It literally is, you can see where you're at. You Mm -hmm. do all the preseason training. You do your two-a-days Iowa State. Uh, Iowa Central does their hell week, and they they run on a hill or whatever they do. Beach workouts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. They do all that cool stuff, and it's like, okay, we feel like we're in a good spot. They play this match. Win or lose, they have a measuring stick of where they're at Mm -hmm. and where they want to go forward. And now Iowa Central is in, they're in that new league, that new D1 varsity league with yeah. all those other like D2 teams that moved up. Uh, that'll be really interesting. Then Iowa State is in their league. So it doesn't hurt them. No. And if, if like I said, if anything, it helps both teams. It yeah. gives them a chance to see like where their strengths are, where they need to make improvements. Like yeah. Ann says, like every year they play Iowa Central pretty mm-hmm. much. And it always helps them figure out what they need to be doing differently. Yeah. No consequences of a loss. Like the only thing it's like, you're going to learn lessons. And then that next week, you know, Iowa state um, goes into, I think their league play. So, yeah. Or maybe the week after we'll get to that when we get to that week. And then the final match, there's no women's college that I know of. I didn't see anything for central college. Mm -mm. And then um, the Des Moines women, I think they just posted a schedule, but I don't think they have a match this weekend. So the last matchup, it's going to be, the B-Side Boys Game of the Week, and I promise we won't always pick a Wombats match every week <laughs> for the Game of the Week. But last year, when the West Wine Wombats played Northeast Iowa, it was the final match of the season, and essentially it was for second place in the league. Yep. Wombats and Northeast Iowa both lost to Bremer County. Bremer was undefeated. They won the Iowa League. We both had one loss. Northeast Iowa comes to West Des Moines, and in that match... Wombats go up a couple tries early. Mm-hmm. 
a few costly mistakes brought Northeast Iowa closer. Wombats had a controllable lead going into halftime. And then as the match went on, we just let our foot off the gas and Northeast Iowa kept bringing it. And then we made a few substitutions late. Uh, that ended up, I mean, we were, it was one of those things we, where we, we thought the substitutions would be strategic in a sense, but, and also we were trying to develop new guys yeah. where only one team could make the playoffs. And we were really looking at it as, you know what, even if we lose, we're not going to playoffs if we win or lose, like yeah. guys are going to get experience and they're going to help us in the future. They need playing experience and they just were a little outmatched. They yeah. like and, it, uh, and Northeast Iowa out physical does definitely yeah. in the second half. And they just, like you said, they didn't let off the gas. They kept driving forward and they, they played, just, they just wanted it more than we did. They played 80 minutes. We played 65. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. That's what that match was. Mm. And I know it's one of those things where I think both teams know where, okay, two teams make it to the playoffs this year from D three. But at the same time, it's wide open. Yeah. You know, There's I four potential. I mean, my, opinion there's four potential teams that could go yeah i would even actually i would say five yeah i would even say five i i I think there's five teams that could compete for those top two spots Mm -hmm. and i feel like where we finished and where northeast iowa finished we're both expecting to grow and continue on that path and the fact that we both start first match of the season which is a huge match yeah i I don't know Kind of sucks, but at the same time, it'll be it'll be a good tone setter for the rest of the season. Yeah, because you have two two ways of thought. You know, you win this match, cool. Let's keep that going. And like this is for either team. Yeah, you win this match, cool. But also too, you know, Iowa City, Dubuque, Quad, Quad City. Cities. Yeah, all three of those teams. And that's why I say five. I feel like those three teams are also saying like, why not us? Yeah, you know. Um, I feel like if you lose this match, it's like, okay, this is what we need to get better. Mm. If you win this match, okay, let's keep that going, but we still have more difficult matches coming up. So I think this is going to be a hard-hitting game. It's going to really show both teams, okay, where are we? Did we take a step back from last year, or did we take a step forward? Mm. And, yeah, the league is wide open. And, again, the team that loses this match could still win the league. Yeah. Because you never know. Because – you might win this one and lose two more. Yeah, mm-hmm. who knows? So exactly. it's wide open. So wide open that I'd like to get the thoughts of an opponent. Yeah. Who do we have today? Got Adam Simley today. All right. Adam Simley. Let's give him a call. Let's do it. Now we are to the interview portion of the show, and today we have a special guest with us, former friend, future opponent of the week, <laughs> Northeast Iowa Barbarian, Adam Simley. Adam, how you doing today? I'm doing well, guys. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So yeah, like I said, and we kind of started the show, we were kind of previewing the matches, and we thought it'd be really fun to get somebody on who is going to be an opponent, but also somebody that is uh, very fun to hang out and talk to in the rugby world. Uh, and I feel like when you think Northeast Iowa, uh, you think of your mustache. That, that's actually it's been there for a long, long time, so it's always had some fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely, because I always feel like, too, when guys don't know names or something, but they're like, oh, yeah, you know, Northeast Iowa, uh, you know, the uh, the, the guy with that the, guy with the, the mustache. mustache. 
Yeah. You probably get that, that a lot. That guy with the mustache. <laughs> the mustache and the hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. So how are things going up in Decorah this fall? How are you boys looking? Great, how are you feeling? It's going great. We've been working on practice probably for the last month or so, getting ready for the season. And we've got a new influx of new guys that are uh, going to be chomping at the bit to see some rugby this weekend. So it's going good. Nice. And how would you say, you know, Decora built a little bit different than the Des Moines and West Des Moines area. How did you get those new guys? What are what are some things that you guys do maybe that's outside of the box? Or how do you get the word out in your area to get guys to practice? Because I know there's a lot of other communities similar to Decora where yeah. guys are like, but they're just, it's small. It's a very yeah. small community. And it's like, how do we get people to practice? We've done pretty well with just branching out to different places where you might have athletic you know, people wanting to play sports. So whether that's at fitness centers, whether that's at your local, like uh, anytime fitness. So putting up flyers and stuff like that, we've gotten a couple guys just doing it old school like that. And then just uh, reaching out every time we have a, a friend or just uh, everybody has, you know, we keep business cards in our wallets. If we see a athletic somewhat looking dude at the store, hand him a card, say, we'd love to have you out. Simple as that. So we all keep cards in our wallets and we go from there. Hey, beefcake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's a, here's a business so, card. That's so funny because we do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So maybe we're not so to. different after all. <laughs> so, yeah. So the joke is not only are our guys checking out the the scenery, but if you're checking out dudes and guys now, like, oh, my God, that guy looks athletic. <laughs> Get him a card. Oh, he must work out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely feel like my wife, she, like, notices when we're out and about, and I'm, like, eyeing a guy up and down, and she's, like, yeah, that's rugby, but borderline gay, but like, that's, <laughs> yeah, she's like, uh, we do have two kids together, but stop looking at that guy. He's not going to play rugby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And so also, too, we were talking as well last season, you know, and even the spring before uh, Wombats versus Northeast Iowa. We feel like it's always been a great matchup. I mean, we've only played twice. Our club's young. I mean, I feel like your guys' club was young, but what you guys are going on year Eight, this nine, is number 10. 10. 10 yes, it's this 10 should years. be number 10, 10 years this year. So Just seems uh, like... I, I take that back. 2013. So, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, we're pretty much right there. So Yeah, I feel I like in a blink of an eye, it was like, oh, yeah, that Northeast Iowa Club, they're they're new, they're up and coming, and wow, 10 years. That's Somehow we've kept this mess together for 10 years. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how, did that, how did that ever actually get started back up? Because it used to be, like in that area, it used to be like, the uh turkey river like so it used to be turkey river yeah so the um turkey river had a team throughout the 70s and probably early 80s and i think they folded probably in the 80s i'm guessing and haven't had a team in a long long time up here and then uh when matt simon his family moved to uh the decor area and he was like well i'm not driving anywhere to play i may as well try to start our own team so (laughs) he was uh successful in doing so and the rest is history do you guys remember because i was just telling gray about this before this phone call um, I met both of you guys on a party bus right before I started playing at UNI. And I don't remember <laughs> if it was your guys's party bus and I hopped on it or if it was the other way around. If I'm not mistaken, it was a, um, a bachelor bachelorette party for one of our teammates. Okay. And, uh, I think you might've been involved in that somehow with the local, uh, community bar scene up here <laughs> and you hopped on the bus and I think we had a great time if I I don't remember much of it but yeah Dude, we had fun yeah I remember you guys trying to get me to do it and I'm like oh, I'm gonna go play with you and I in the fall and I was like telling Greg's like that was my first year playing 
that I kind of regretted not like coming over to your guys' practices in the summer because it would have given me at least a little bit of a baseline before I went to UNI because I had no fucking idea what I was doing. You know what? That first summer, none of us had any fucking idea what we were doing. <laughs> and so you would have been just fine. So, like, other than Matt and I think one other dude, we had zero, zero rugby experience. So, like, man, that first season was a, a rough one. Talk about taking your lumps. Yeah, because I, uh, I remember playing with Algona because Mr. Gray got me hooked up with them. So, like, my first, like, official match was actually against you guys with the Algona Gophers. Gopher yep, College, so yeah. Gopher that. College was was our first season we played Gopher. And they were, you know, been around forever, an established team. And still to this day, I don't think I've taken a butt whooping like we did that day. It was hot. <laughs> and, like, 10, yeah. So, that was, they probably won 60 to nothing. We just got smoked. So, yeah, it's sad that they uh, folded because that would have been a good battle, I think, now. so Yeah, they were definitely – when I student taught in Algona, and, you know, you do the old Facebook search, of like, is there rugby near me? And I'm like, oh, my God, like, like there's a club in Algona. This is crazy. And I played with them the last spring they ever had rugby, and it was just the guys got older, and they just didn't get the new guys in to take their spots. And it was it was a bummer because that is such a historic club, and – they had some dudes that played hard, but they got screwed over with travel. I mean, you guys are probably used to that as well, too, where it's yep. just they got tired of there was nothing near them and the clubs around them were folding and everything had to be a very long car ride across the state. So you can probably relate to that, but you guys haven't hit that point yet where you're like tired of the drives or you kind of have more clubs popping up in your area. Um, yeah, it's starting to kind of get up here a little bit. I mean, our, our closest club that we would play would still be Bremer. You know, they're probably about an hour and 20 minutes from us. But mm -hmm. other than that, we're driving a long ways for most of our matches. And like, it's great to be in the Iowa union, but really like we're a lot closer to some, to Minnesota teams than we are mm -hmm. even, you know, our own state. So, but it's, uh, it's worked out so far where we make all of our matches most of the time yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and are able to travel somewhat well. Yeah, and I feel like, too, it's kind of nice. I feel like where we're at in the spring season, it's kind of hard for us because we want to branch out and play different clubs. And we look at your spring schedule and Dubuque's spring schedule, and it's like all Minnesota-Wisconsin teams. You get a different look in the spring where we're like, oh, we're going to have to repeat everyone we played in the fall because yeah. unless we want to drive out of state or really and far we got away. Omaha, but, like, we've played Omaha when we were on Bremer like for years mm -hmm. so so yeah that's that's gotta be kind of nice that you see different clubs in the spring and then you come back in the fall kind of like all right we're ready to go we love it actually and like we don't like purposely hey we don't want to play in the iowa teams anymore like mm -hmm. it's not it's not bad it's just seeing different faces seeing yep. different tournaments and realistically they're most of them are only two hours away from us up here so right um we kind of like that in the spring doing our own thing and uh traveling the north circuit nice and i and i do have to say it was fun. I know I wasn't there, but I was there in the planning of it when we were like, we were very ambitious this spring of what we wanted to do. And then we realized we were too ambitious and we're like, <laughs> we signed up for all these tournaments, but we don't have enough bodies. And we're like, all right, we're going to Platteville. And then we realized, all right, we have eight guys going to Platteville and it's a 15s tournament. We reach out to the barbarians like, hey, do you have some guys? And it was a lot of fun to create the, the wombarians, the wombats <laughs> and barbarians and play a combined squad for the day. Did your boys enjoy that as much as we did? Oh my goodness, we had an absolute blast. So like, we played in Mudfest, I think, five years or so, mm -hmm. and the weather is always atrocious. It's always mm -hmm. super, super cold and muddy, just like it says on the 
on the end, <laughs> yep. you know? So like I was not, ex- but that was the first year we played in snow. Mm-hmm. So we were all freezing and like, but we had an absolute blast. We did pretty well in some of the, in some of the games. And uh, it's always fun to party with you boys. You know that. Oh yeah. I think one of the funniest things was the post though. Cause like I wasn't able to make the match. So I felt like kind of bad about it, but um, no, you I, didn't. Lo- I did. I had to pay my sister's house. I didn't want to do that. Um, but, uh, no, I love that post that we had, like the Wombarians, but it was Conan the Barbarian, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but then it was just a wombat for a head. <laughs> it was so funny. Well, and I think, too, I also made another post of uh, the Macho Man Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan when they formed the, <laughs> the Mega Powers, and they're shaking hands, and like, if you've seen the clip, they're like, Ugh! and I put the, the Barbarians and the Wombats logos, and it was like, for one time only. <laughs> that definitely should have went more viral than it did, because it was pretty good stuff. Yeah, there's times I feel like I'll make a post, and I'll even talk to some of your guys, like when it's a combined post, and I think to myself, I'm like, this one's going to do numbers. Like, this one's going worldwide. And it's like, <laughs> liked by six people, shared twice. I'm like, what the fuck? That was the greatest, like, why does no one appreciate 80s wrestling as much as me? <laughs> Guys, that's just it. We're getting a little too old. So, like, the, the online demographic, Conan is an M. <laughs> Should have done, like, John Cena and maybe... Uh, maybe that would have done better. Who knows? What, what about, uh, what was that, the lady one? Uh that was like a barbarian lady, Z- Xenon? Xenon, yeah, Z- it used to be like a show or whatever. Yeah, it's, God, I can't remember. It's a little more called. recent. Hey, 12-year-old me loves Xena Warrior Princess, yeah. so I was all about it. Dude, both uh, Carl Urban and Anthony Starr, they're both like in The Boys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're both in that. No way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's weird. That is weird. Um, but moving forward, Phil and I were talking, and we've talked to some Iowa City guys as well. And we want to talk to you barbarians and maybe, you know, we're, we're breaking news here. When we go to Nash bash next year, we want to do some sort of combo team again with Iowa city. And then also like throw an invite to your guys as well. And we found a way to make custom jerseys really, really porn jerseys. Yep. And we want to make jerseys for like a one time only going to Nashville. You got the barbarians, the wombats, the ducks. We come up with some crazy name and uh, we all travel together and, Take Nashville by storm. I think it was a fantastic idea. Matt and I went down, I think it was three years ago now, and did Nash Bash. And we ended up playing, I think, joined up with CR. And uh, I think DeAndre was there. Yeah, and was. it was a great, great tournament and a good time. So mm-hmm. we'd be down for that for sure. I feel, last I, year we had a couple I, Iowa City Ducks and Josiah mm-hmm. uh, Chisel came. Yep. That was fun. He's a wild, wild dude. <laughs> yeah, I feel he like. indeed. We open it up and we just, the thing is too, you can have 30 guys there and then you go out downtown Nashville and then only 13 guys play in the match on Sunday morning. Um, <laughs> that might've happened this year. So the more bodies, the better. Yeah. Well, we <laughs> were like, sure. dude, that Sunday morning was awful. Cause like Deandre's car, like, so we drove his car down and like, it was dead when I got out there and we played in like 20 minutes. So I had to call truck to come get us <laughs> and like, we show up and yeah, we only had like 13 dudes. And I'm like, well, we got to play in this. Otherwise, we can't come back next year. Yeah. And, like, I was, like, talking to the Nashville guys. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, like, we're feeling pretty good. And they got, like, 30 dudes. And none of them went out the night before. And I'm like, we got guys showing up in the same clothes from last night, like, 10 minutes before we play. We're like, what the hell is this? Yes, that's bullshit. You're going to play Nashville 
on Sunday morning at 8 a.m. in Nashville. And those guys are like, yeah, we live here. Who cares? Yeah, and they it's knew like, what they were doing. Nashville gets the best of most people. So <laughs> <laughs> that's that's bullshit how they scheduled that. But I get it, you know. Yeah. But we're like, we gotta we gotta do this, otherwise we can't come back. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And yeah, it's one of those things. It's really hard to take a whole team down there. So I, I feel like too, in the past couple of years, the connection between teams, I know we you know, every team wants to do their best and they're kind of in their own little their world in their own little pocket of Iowa. But it feels like even though all Iowa isn't getting kind of stronger yet, I feel like the connection between clubs is, is, way better. is way better. Like clubs are really starting to interact with each other in a more positive way. And the spirit of rugby is really high. How does that look from, you know, Northeast Iowa's view? Do you guys see it the same way? And what are some positives of like Iowa rugby as a whole in your view? Well, I think that's been our club's biggest strength, especially early on. Like, teams weren't so much willing to come all the way up to Decorah to play us because back then we stunk, right? So, like, but they always knew we had the best socials. We were going to show them (laughs) a great time, and it always ended up being just, like, the best afternoon they had all fall was coming up to us. So, like, the social scene is the reason I keep playing rugby. Like, Mm -hmm. I love playing as much as anybody. The friendships you make and – just the connections all over the state. Like it's, I think it is what's kept rugby alive. And like, and you have to, you know, you said talk about like combined teams for tournaments and stuff. Sometimes you have to, all the clubs are hurting for numbers anymore. Mm. So anymore, it's, it's almost a necessity to rely on some other clubs for help once in a while. So that's just the way the state's gone. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love how you brought up to uh, like your guys' socials. Cause I was just thinking of it at your place, you know, like yep. your place. I don't know if people know that with the bar name, so it always kind the of bar, me up. the bar, the bar is, called? is called your place. Yeah. Okay. Nice. In the core, yeah. And uh, yeah, that was like one of the most fun socials I've been to in like a really long time. And we obviously stayed at your place that weekend. You spent yep. the night in the bar <laughs> at Adam's, <laughs> but uh, using pronouns, like, know, come on, use his name. <laughs> but uh, dude, I was like, honestly, really, it sounds kind of weird, but I was kind of hoping we were going to get you guys like a way to be in Decora because like that pitch is really beautiful. And like, I'm obviously some people might know or not know, but I'm from that area too. So it's always cool to have family out there and stuff. And you talk about it every week. We get it. I know small town, Iowa, whatever. But I was kind of, I was secretly kind of hoping we'd get you guys away, but it's also nice to have a home field advantage too. So, well, it's, it's nice for us for sure. Like you are right. Like the landscape changes up here. So we're, we have a a different element of beauty that the other towns don't have just with the bluffs and the, Mm -hmm. the river and stuff. So we, yeah, we are pretty fortunate up here to have that uh, to our advantage. I feel like every time, too, that we do make the drive up there, people always say the same thing. Like, oh, it's at Luther College, most beautiful pitch in Iowa. Like, just that backdrop is just mm-hmm. amazing. And then everyone's like, oh, but are you going to the brewery? Like, oh, my God, uh, there's so much. Life, yeah, yeah and there's so much good stuff to do up there. So it, it really is a fun trip to make a weekend of it, and especially, mm-hmm. like, whether you're young and you just want to party or if you want to bring the family up, I feel like uh, you can do both, you yeah. know, and that's, I agree. But also at the same time, you guys have a big home field advantage in a sense of every rugby team always has a couple of guys who it's like, if the drive's longer than two hours, I'm a 50, 50, you know what I mean? Yeah, like for sure. <laughs> there's definitely teams. I feel like sometimes might not always be full strength because our first match, when we went up to you guys in our first spring, I think we brought 17 guys. I think we had 18, but that sucked. Yeah, and <laughs> then like the, the two weeks before, we were like, we have 26 guys. We have too many. Oh, yeah. And then, hey, we're going to Decorah. 17, 18 guys. And it was just like, 
what are we doing? <laughs> oh yeah. But on, on the flip side, that's our disadvantage as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. um, so you better win your home ones. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so now we're doing the exact opposite. we got to go to quad cities this spring or this fall. We have to go all the way down to Clinton. So like for us, it's the same thing. So if we get, you know, 17 bodies for those matches, sometimes it's a miracle. Yeah. So like, so yeah, so it's advantage when you get to stay home, but after that, it, uh, it hurts you as much as well. Yeah. It's kind of good to hear that other people have that problem. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, sure. I think that's everybody's problem. Cause yeah, I, I sent the survey out for our first four matches, like, availability i need to know who can go and then it's just funny because people are just like wait wait where's that match at and it's just like <laughs> you son of a bitch you like, can... don't fucking worry about it just just say yes or no are like, you available <laughs> yeah uh yeah. so yeah that's that's funny but yeah that that's got to be tough and it definitely is one of those where it's like yeah you got to win your home games and you got to win the ones that you know you should win because the the travel that's where like d2 is lucky where they do a home and away so you can really get a good feel of like, hey, we did this at home against this team, and then the same team we did this on the road. Where like for our league, it's a coin flip. You're either home or away. You play everybody once. So that's that does play a factor in how it'll shake out at the end. But really glad this year we get to see two teams from Iowa go to the playoffs. How are you guys oh, feeling man. about that? I think it's the best thing ever. Like, um, Bremer won a fair and square last year, obviously, and they're a great club and have been killing it in the state for forever right yeah but like last year we played them very first game mm-hmm. all right and we had probably at least three or four new starters which we almost do every season it seems like right and so some of those guys never seen rugby before we're playing the best team in the state our very first match their very first match i think we lost by seven or ten points if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. but like first week and that and we lost and um, then it, it makes it tough. You have to, you know, win the rest of your games just to have a chance. And we did. We actually, you know, won the rest of our games. And our only loss was to Bremer. We still missed the playoffs. Talk about a kick in the nuts, right? You're right. Like you well, that's work hard and have a great season. And so taking two, I think, is a fair thing for sure in my mm-hmm. eyes. But, um, yeah. Because if you think of last year, too, when we played Bremer, we went up there and at halftime – we were down three points and it was a very close match. If we would have won that match and then we lost to you guys the next week, you would have won the league. Like that, that, like that was the only chance you had. And like, we were in it with Bremer. It was, it was a close match. It was tight. Um, They pulled away there at the end. And if that would have stayed true, Northeast Iowa would have won the league and there would have been a three way one loss for each team. And that would have been really, really interesting to see. But yeah, we, we talked about it earlier. I feel like the two times we've played, um, the matches between the Wombats and the Barbarians have been really good physical contests. Barbarians are up 2-0. Last year, one of those matches where the, the Wombats, we were in control in the first half. We made some some bonehead plays on our own try zone and gave you a couple, (laughs) two freebies by throwing a ball forward and, (laughs) and then dropping it in the try zone as well on our own. And then at the end of the match, we made some subs and then you guys, you didn't didn't let off the gas. You guys just played out physical to us in the second half. And Bill and I talked about like, you guys played 80 minutes and we played 65. Um, And it's just, I think both of our clubs and I hope to not speak for you, but, I feel like both clubs are really excited for this matchup 
We know it's going to be a good game. Uh, what's your guys' view on this first opening matchup? Once again, I really wish this wasn't the first match of the season, <laughs> but I like that's how it goes because we kind of, I don't want to say shut down for the summer, but we didn't do much sevens at all. Mm-hmm. Some of the guys did some tournaments and stuff like that, but as a club, most guys have families and um, just stuff going on. So we kind of shut it down for most of you know June and July. So we haven't played much ball at all the last two months. So this is mm-hmm. going to be a real, you know, just... I don't want to say a warm-up game, but it almost has to be. But we got to be ready to play right away because coming out first game against you guys is going to be a tough draw for sure. Right, and that's where I think it's nice where we have two teams make the playoffs where you can learn from it. We were saying, too, like, you know, whoever wins this match, uh, you you can be happy with knowing, like, hey, we're starting on the right foot. But whoever loses this match, you can learn from it and be like, all right, cool. We can see them again in the playoffs. You know, it's exactly. not, so your season's not over where before it was such yeah. a blow where now we can be like, Hey, that was a top team we played. We can learn from it and we'll see them again. You know, yep. um, but that's how we feel too. We've got uh, a few new players who like a couple of guys who are, you know, what in their late twenties, thirties mm-hmm. playing rugby for the first time ever. And we're so excited to have them play. But then again, it's like, this is a this is a big matchup, you know, and like to yeah, throw sure. it like they don't even know the weight of this match of like, oh, man, that was it was a great match last year. It's physical. And they're just like, wait, where do I stand on the kickoff? Like, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. And I think it helps too. like it gives you a little more leeway as far as getting new guys time. Mm-hmm. Because last year, especially after we lost to Bremer, not only did we have to win we had to make sure we scored significant points on some of our, our wins, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, for tiebreakers and stuff like that. So now if you, you have, you know, two teams going, you can try to get some new guys in the second half of some of those, you know, lopsided wins or whatever. So like last year it was like, God, we'll put them in the last 10 minutes. We've got to score like 30 more points or we're not going to have a chance at all. So mm-hmm. right. like, I think that helps too. That's, that's something I've always disliked because like playing for Bremer, they would always have the host team for the four Midwest West teams, whoever had the, the highest, highest point, point differential. differential. Yeah. And so they basically rewarded the teams that just piss pounded people and left their starters in. And it's yep. like, that kind of goes against the spirit of the game. I feel like oh, for sure does. they should rotate or, I mean, but then it was also kind of misleading too on who would be the top seat because that one year it was mm-hmm. in Wisconsin when it was like snowing out. Yeah. So, like, that Wisconsin League, that team was beating all their opponents by, like, 100 points. So, they obviously had the point differential. But we had games where we had to grind to win. Because the Iowa League and was then, a better league. Yeah. And then we went in there. And we we were the fourth seat. And we just piss-pounded that Wisconsin yeah. team. And then who we play? Like, Fox Valley after that. And we piss-pounded them, too. So, yeah. it was just kind of like, yeah, this, you, the seating's kind of flawed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, this year is different. What's that? like, if if... West Des Moines or us made the playoffs last spring with Bremer. I thought we would have beat some of those other states for sure. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so I think our top three guy or top three teams could beat at least two and threes in some of those other conferences. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So like, and that's where I think the strength of Iowa rugby really shines through is I think Casey Hansen even said it at the Iowa AGM was like, yeah, Bremer made it to the Midwest final, but there was a couple of other teams that would have been in the exact same spot as us if they would have beat us. Like it's yep. that close in Iowa. Dude, you know, we, we were talking about something too, like a little while back, not that we don't want Northeast Iowa in the Iowa rugby league, but like 
looking at the Minnesota league, because we're paired up against them for Midwest plans, they yep. only have like, what, like four or five teams? They, have, teams? Yep. they have four teams in Minnesota. And it's like, it would almost make a little bit of sense because it'd probably be shorter travel for you guys if you were in that league. And then wouldn't yep. it be wild if you guys would win that? And then we have two Iowa teams. So three of the four teams in the Midwest play-in are Iowa teams. <laughs> yep. I don't right. know if it's ever even been explored because, like, it's a solid three hours for us to go to Des Moines, right? Yeah. It's two and a half to go to Minneapolis. <laughs> so, like, we're closer to the Minnesota League than we even are Iowa. Yeah. yeah. So, But we do like, like you in the Iowa League. It's just, it's oh, we love it, too. I'm just like, it, it's always been in the back of our minds. Like, we've never even been approached about it. but is this a thing we should potentially explore or like whatever it's been in conversation. Let's just leave it at that, I guess. Yeah. Well, and like, yeah, that, like Phil's saying, it's not trying to push you guys away. We love you guys. <laughs> we love, and we love playing you guys. Cause again, it's a great match and it's a very fun day of rugby and social, but yeah, they have four teams. I, I guarantee St. Cloud is going to win their league. And then after that, they have like somebody like one of the teams, it's their second or third side. And then the other two teams are former D4 teams that Minnesota, they eliminated their D4 and they moved everybody up. So essentially that league is like a D4 league. And then St. Cloud. Yeah. And then St. Cloud and they're going to steamroll everybody. And so I do think it's important. Like whoever wins the Iowa league is going to have an easier first match. But I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like, man, that just whoever the number two Minnesota team is like, no offense to those guys. I just don't think they, it's going to be very yeah. mismatched in the playoffs, that, and it'll that, show. That and Midwest quarterfinal like matches, it's going to be two Iowa teams. Almost mm-hmm. guarantee it. Yeah, I just wish that they put like, I wish it wasn't like Minnesota versus Iowa on both of those. I wish they put like the the teams like the teams on the opposite side, so you could be in the Midwest West final against each other instead of the quarter. Um, just because it's like both Iowa teams play both Minnesota teams. The winners play each other, and the winners of that play either a Chicago or a Wisconsin team. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. It'd be cool to flip the sides of that just so you wouldn't run into each other so early because my prediction is after that first round, it's going to be Iowa versus Iowa. Yeah, big time. That, that's, that's how we feel. Yep. We're biased. Yep. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> so who are some players – from Northeast Iowa that you want to give a shout out to who we should keep an eye on this season. Maybe not just this weekend that we should key on and, and game plan <laughs> for. People are excited but about. Yeah, people that have really been busting their ass and you think are going to have a breakthrough season. Number, I'm not going to put them in numbers, but I'll start <laughs> with Dana Kitchen. As you guys Ooh, well know, boo. Dana Kitchen. <laughs> I don't know this guy. started with us and then he got a, he got misleaded to joining a team down south, and they did pretty well with him, I think. But uh, he finally woke back up to the to the bright side and came back to us. He saw the light. So <laughs> I'm excited to see what he's got this season. He's going to be playing, I think, mostly 13 for us this year, which is exciting. And, uh, and then, of course, in the other back line, his partner will be Zach Walsh who's a very hard runner and uh, you guys well know is a tough guy to defend. And then um, we got some new bodies. We got um, a new guy on our team named Mark. Hasn't played rugby ever, but he's a beefy. I think we're probably going to have him at lock. And we were scrimmaging the other day and I went to try to, you know, tackle him or whatnot. And I got burned. 
I know I'm old and fat, but I misjudged him, and he burned me big time in practice. So I'm excited what he can do out in the open field. Nice. So I'll start with those three. Yeah. No, I, I like I, – I'm glad that Dana is – like. I mean, like I wish we still had him because he's a phenomenal player and he's a really cool dude. But I'm kind of happy he's back with you guys. I felt like that's kind of where he belonged originally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I remember when he showed up to practice. I know. I'm like, he's just hanging out or whatever. He's like, oh, like Harry moved here and I want to play with my brother. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. we'll take you. Yeah. <laughs> Nico came up or like I went to Nico. I'm like, oh, that's cool. He's in town. And Nico's like, he's playing with us. And I'm like, no, wait, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> But no, that's that's cool. And and I feel bad for him because he, he lost with us against you guys. And now he's going to lose. Uh, to us with you guys. <laughs> so he's going to be 0-2 in this match on both sides. Dude, so. I'm definitely scooching out in that defensive line on him. <laughs> I'm kidding, Dana. We love you. We love you, Dana. Uh, but um, going back to some players, at our social last year, you had some guys that um, were moving on, moving away. Your, your lock, is he playing up in Minnesota? Didn't he move to Minnesota? That Corbin? Okay. Yeah, no, Corbin – it lives um, in Mankato, I believe. Okay. And Mankato kind of folded a couple of years ago. And so he still might play with us a little bit this fall if he can make some games and stuff like that. But as far as like a full-time team this fall, I don't think he's playing with anybody right now. Corbin, if you're listening, you'll have to reach back out, but we need you. <laughs> <laughs> Is he going to be in uh, Des Moines this weekend? <laughs> I do not know. <laughs> <laughs> because – He's definitely a force in that second row. Oh my of just, God, yeah. That's just such a big body. And sure. uh, we we went out and we found a power lifter to match his size. We we got this new guy <laughs> named Devin who – He's how, a monster. How tall is he? He's like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, but he squats like 7 plus. It's insane. Being that tall. Came out of All nowhere, right. power lifter, and he's like, yeah, I'll check it out. I got some powerlifting stuff. I might, I might come to some games. And then over the summer, he did sevens, and he's like, I fucking love this. I'm all in. <laughs> well, good. Hopefully he can't catch and uh, we'll just get the ball back, I guess. Well, yep. if he can't catch, we're going to hand it off like a football play and put it in his gut and he'll just... Oh, he can, he can catch. <laughs> yeah. And he's actually like sneakily... Fa- oh, I shouldn't tell you. He's kind of quick, but yeah, don't worry about it, though. They're going to know when they see a monster on the field who wasn't there last year. They're going to be like, that guy's new. <laughs> you were saying like this guy who plays lock, though, his name's Mark. What's his last name? He's from your neck of the woods. He's a South Wind kid, and uh, honestly, I can't remember, buddy. You put me on the like spot here. Is it like or something? <laughs> I think that sounds right. Yeah. Is it? It's not uh, Alex's brother, is it, or cousin? No, 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 no. Mark's still playing with us. No, nope. Mark Gizelson's still playing with us. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But yeah, he's a South Wind kid. He's actually Josiah's uh, classmate. Oh, hmm. I wonder. God, I want to know what the last name is. Like, because Phil, you're Turkey Valley, right? Yeah, you I know South a lot Wind. of South Wind kids. Yeah. Yep. Now I'm curious. I'm going to have to do some digging on Facebook. Yeah, we'll do some some DMs on this one because I can't remember. (laughs) No, we're definitely – I'm excited. I think, you know, obviously both teams want to win. Both teams are working towards it. And, you know, both teams, you know, see that there's a wide open path. It's any – we were talking too. We think there's five different clubs in Iowa that can qualify for the Midwest playoffs. And – we just know it's a big match, but at the same time, you know, I think it's going to be a fun day. Super excited to have you guys first. Super excited to have you guys uh, for the social. Um, Speaking of social, are you guys, do you know of anybody that's sticking around town? 
I think in the group chat, there's definitely some people staying over. So I'm sure you will show them a fun night. Oh, yeah, dude. Last time it was like me, Josiah, and uh, God, who else was it? It was a couple of dudes. We had a pretty weird night. It was fun. I can't talk about it on the podcast, though. <laughs> I expect nothing less. <laughs> where are you going? East Village? or uh, We'll see where the wind takes us. So no plan. Just social at Pally's and then... The rest is history. Yeah. It's going to be fun. <laughs> the rest is history. It hasn't happened yet. I know. Are we back to the future? Like time <laughs> travel? Okay. No. So I think it's going to be an awesome match. Uh, I think it's going to be maybe... Well, we, we labeled this as... The B-Side Boys Game of the Week. And, oh, uh, it has to be, right? Hey, do you know who this sir is? Paul Damagey. Damagey. Yeah. Sweet. He's my best Sweet. friend. You guys are fucked. Yeah. I already I sent him a message. Friend. already Venmo'd him, so we're good to go. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to have to reach out to him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I, I, I love when he refs. It'll be good. I think, yeah, we're going to have a good day, and it should be – I think 81 degrees and cloudy. Well, you know, a little humidity, no rain. So it'll be nice. Should be good. But, Maybe it's a little hot for me, guys. I kind of like the Northeast Iowa 68, 70 degrees kind of thing. But that three hour drive, it, it's hotter down there. Yeah, we're down south, you know. <laughs> the deep south. We're in the deep south. <laughs> well, I always say, too, when we talk about like Clinton and Dubuque, I always say out on the East Coast because it's the Mississippi, <laughs> you know, those East Coast teams. And uh, no, I think. Uh, gonna be good so moving on though from the men's league you've been coaching some high school recently what's that been like trying to build the youth programs up there what's been some success you've had in the local schools is there any new clubs maybe in the area by other guys that might coach what's what's happening there so this will be our fourth year at Cresco this next spring so that's been going well just bringing in new kids every single year is always a high turnover with the high school kids you oh yeah you know that um but that really osage folded a couple i think three years ago or so and uh with decora has like three or four other spring sports already so it's kind of hard for us to get a team going in decora just just yet because it's a smaller town of course and Mm -hmm. but right now in northeast iowa it's probably just going to be cresco for the foreseeable future because i don't see another uh possibility let's put it that way so we're just going to keep growing that and hopefully that uh keeps building gotcha and is there a girls team coming up soon in that area we talked about decora this fall it's it's definitely not happening that starts in a couple weeks already and so hopefully next year so that is in the conversations trying to get it going up here if we do do a girls team it'll be in decora so gotcha because they had a big turnout for girls wrestling didn't they at the state tournament last year yep yep yeah, so that's part of it. We kind of want to get that going, but some of the girls don't want to get hurt because they do have some wrestling futures in their in their mm-hmm. mind too, you know. So yeah. it's, yeah. I think that was part of it as well. But like, hopefully next fall we can get enough people uh, to get it going. So yeah, because I feel like when I was at Girls State coaching for Des Moines East, I ran into Matt Simon down on the mat. Like, I, like yep. my girl, she was like warming up. She was on deck, and then I just see like, whoa, shit, it's Matt, and he's like, oh, hey, how you doing? All right, hey, uh, I. We're on Matt six. All right. Uh, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, did you guys, uh, did Cresco host this past year for D or for uh, 1A? We did. Yeah. yeah. We were fortunate enough to hold state up in, uh, in Cresco. And by all accounts, it was a super success. So, like, we had a great time. Yeah. Clint Gadbury said your guys' venue was maybe one of his favorites of all time, just 
really well run. The facilities were great. Just was that Cresco Field? Like the yeah, we had it at Cresco High School, and I just you know had tons of people helping me out behind the scenes getting that thing ready because you know with just a couple coaches it's kind of hard to get everything lined up. But I had lots of help from all over the community, and it it worked out great. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I used to drive by Cresco's football field like almost every day. <laughs> so. Yep. Bill, this podcast is not about you and your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, and uh, do you have, I mean, that's that's tough to do. Like you're coaching a team while also hosting at the same time. Yeah. So like you have to rely on those community members. How does the community feel about rugby as a whole? Do you have a good parent support? How do they feel about all of this? Oh, parent support's been, been awesome. So like just get constant feedback on messenger, you know, that my kid mm-hmm. loves rugby and like loves playing and keeps. And so I got three kids playing college, no four kids playing college rugby this fall. Mm-hmm. So like, that's been great. If they like it so much, they're going to continue their, their growth and stuff like that. But like, um, parents are so new to them. So that's why it's so cool to have a home game. You know, we put out flyers like, who these are the basic rules of rugby. And then Clint was really great on the mic trying to explain some things, but just having it in Cresco just to, to get some uh, some eyes on it so they have an idea what we're really about and actually that way kids aren't scared to give it a try next year that's the biggest thing about having a crest i hope i have twice as many kids as i had last year just because of that home match oh that'd be amazing and right. patrick lawson always told me too he's like hey here's a pro tip if you want to increase your numbers try your damnedest to host week one because gotcha. you host yep. week one and then kids see it and they're like, can I, is, is it too late to come out? You're like, no, come out. You can play JV. You can, maybe you can start on the team later in the season and like week one starting and then people see it. So hopefully you get more home matches. Again, like you said, travel is going to be probably your toughest part. Mm-hmm. Do parents help out with the drive or? No, not, I haven't <laughs> been, I haven't really had or haven't had to ask. We've been pretty good about, you know, getting all our kids. We actually used a, uh, the school buses this year and I had to pay to rent them from the school basically. Mm. But that was definitely the way to go that it can get at least 10 kids in a, in a school van. And then we'd usually bring one other vehicle to pile a couple other kids in. And that worked out for us pretty well. That's so. good. At least. Shit. I was going to ask you though, um, before we got too far from it, you said you got a couple of kids playing some college ball. Are they by yep. chance joining your son at Iowa or where are they going? No. So I got two kids going to you and I, so Tim Slade, is going to be probably playing some wing or outside center, I'm guessing, for Zeus. And then Brady Schlangen will probably most likely be a prop for Zeus. And then um, I have Braden. So, yeah, so Braden Hupka is playing at Iowa Central as well. And then my son is continuing continuing at Iowa. So that'll be a total of four for next fall for me. So oh, Nice. How's, what's your son playing for Iowa? Um, he played 12 last year before he hurt his knee. So I'm got a feeling he'll probably be paying some 12 or 8 or flanker but i honestly don't know what tyler's got in store for him dude he got beefy dude since the uh, last time i saw him like he was oh, at yeah. the uh ducks um tournament uh back in june block and, party yeah the block party tournament and uh he looked pretty big i was like sweet like must be hitting the weights or something well yeah he couldn't do much he was you know recovering from acl so he kind of put in the time elsewhere and got his the rest of his body right and then uh he got back to college for rugby camp and then he got uh he got sick again right when he got down there. So he's been kind of on the mend the last week. But I think he's going to be back after it on Monday, I think. Nice. Nice. How does he think the team's looking this year going into the fall season? 
I think they got high hopes. I think they start with Iowa State, if I'm not mistaken. So that'll be a huge match for them. They've always had pretty good battles the last couple of years, at least. And uh, Iowa's a work in progress. Tyler took it over a couple of years ago, so he's bringing in his influence and what he wants to see that program be about. And I think he's doing a fantastic job. So hopefully it uh, starts showing on numbers and uh, wins. Oh, yeah. I I was the AR last year for an Iowa Iowa State match down in Ames. And just the number of players on both sidelines for Iowa and Iowa State, I swear there was 40, 50 kids on both rosters. I mean, it was so great to see. And I, I feel like it's going to be that Heart of America conference in the North Division is so tough because you have Iowa, Iowa State, Minnesota, and Nebraska. Like all four of those schools, I feel like are very similar spots where they have very dedicated and creative coaches and you have student bodies who are they're massive and they have kids who are buying in from high school programs i mean it's anybody's league so Mm -hmm. it'll be we're keeping an eye on on that conference we're also keeping an eye to see if iowa jumps to the big 10 eventually could happen i don't know i Um, hope they do that'd be great that's kind of tyler's goal from the get-go was trying to get that in the works and like um, but you said the size of those schools, like just the massive bodies they have available. There's no reason they shouldn't be killing it, you know, like yep. Yep. just getting and success. Now you and I said success lately, like that just builds rights and mm-hmm. teams want to join a team qualifying for nationals and get to go on all these cool trips. And mm-hmm. like, I hope once Iowa, yeah, sorry, Iowa state, but once Iowa gets <laughs> some more success, you know, that, that, that train keeps building, right? Like mm-hmm. then you have. 10 kids that practice the next week, man, they looked awesome this weekend. I'll come check it out. So, yeah, no, that's momentum is huge in rugby. I feel like for, for practices, for games, for, for recruiting, fundraising, everything is always momentum based. Where like when the vibes are good and people feel good and Mm -hmm. it's a place they want to be, it's easy. It's infectious to just like, all right, let's keep it going. Guys want to do more. And no, that's cool to see and hear that your son is having, I mean, and to play 12 at Iowa, especially he's going to be what, a sophomore? He's going to be a sophomore, yep. Yeah, that's to jump in as a freshman at 12 at a school like Iowa that's D1AA, that's that's no small feat. And then the national champion for D1AA was Kansas, who's on the southern side of the Heart of America Conference. That's quietly probably one of the toughest D1AA divisions, if not the toughest, I think, in the United States. Yeah. So, and like you said, like, who knows if, if Kansas is going to join, if Iowa joins the big 10, if Kansas was come up, come on that, you know, like who mm-hmm. knows the possibilities are endless. So. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. No. And we know we were talking to the, the big 10 commissioner for rugby and he wants to grow big 10 so badly. Like they've added Notre Dame to the conference. Yeah. They want to bring in all the Nebraska, Iowa, Minnesota, um, real, real interesting stuff. We want to keep an eye on, but going back to the high school league, uh, so you said girls, maybe Decora next year. You got the boys. Um, I ran into you last year, and it, it was a tough season for you in a sense of, man, Class 1A, even though it's like the lower class because it's smaller, yep. 1A was, I think, by far from top to bottom, tougher than 2A. Oh, man, all of our games were other than we had got smoked by Waterloo at least a couple times. They were, they were a great team, and they obviously won state. But, like, mm-hmm. other than that, all of our games were, like, a mistake away from winning, you know? Like, yeah. just high school kid mistakes, right? So, like, 
clean some of those up next year. We'll probably be in a much better position, but just, man, just, it was a disappointing year from the wins and losses aspect. But other than that, total success kids, like I I said on Facebook a couple weeks ago, like, I don't care. That's not why I'm there to coach. I'm there to coach to Mm -hmm. hopefully, hopefully those kids play college and join the barbarians someday. That's why I'm playing. Oh yeah. And and like, that's the thing. If you had this same exact team three years ago, you probably win a state title. But, yeah, like, the level sure. of play has gotten so much better. Like, yep. I, when I ran into you in Waterloo, I think both of us were in the same spot. We wanted to pull our hair out because it was just, like, it's right there. But, like, you can't really get mad because it's just the other teams are just that good. Yep. Uh, a lot of good rugby. I mean, we, we're Valley High School. We played Denver, Iowa. You think of any other sport, Denver should not compete with Valley. They have For a sure. great rugby program at Denver and they kicked their ass. I mean, we lost by, it was, I think 21 to seven, but still they were in control the whole match. We couldn't keep up with them. And I just think, you know, from top to bottom, one, a had just tough teams and you would think normally like, Oh, we have a one, a team on our schedule. That should be, no, it was not an easy out. You, it it was a dog fight. Every one, a team was just, I mean, I think Bondurant too. They also were a team who had 30 guys on their roster. It was just like, what what is happening? It's good to see. And Clint Gadbury was even telling us last week, he wants to do away with classes and kind of just mash them all together or whatever. Do like the tier thing. Yeah. Like tier it a little bit differently, but like restructure it. So like teams actually play teams that are a better competitive balance. And because population doesn't make it equal for running. And I don't know how you do it because it, it, you, you, we talked about it before that the turnover is so heavy, right? Yes. So like, yeah, I almost think you'd have to play out half a season yeah, and then throw your teams in to see, you know, what class they're in because you don't know, like I'm going to have a totally different team this spring than I did last spring. So like, yep. you don't know who's going to be good until you just line them up, you know? So I don't know how we'll do it, but I think that's probably the right approach going forward. If I were to guess. I, I like that a lot. Like you could almost play like a tournament, like the first three weeks, you play very, very local matches. Yeah. Doesn't matter the size of the school, the closest game. So then it saves everybody driving time. And yep. then you kind of rank everybody. And then you kind of rank them into three. And like you said, like you have, you know, your cup, your bowl, your shield. And then you have three divisions. You're competing for the cup, the bowl, or the shield. Yeah. Or kind of like how March Madness works where you got like NIT and then you got March Madness tournament. Yeah. You know, like something like that. I think that would make yep. a lot of sense. That'd be cool. Yeah. It'd be different, but also like just that sliding scale. Cause yeah, it is one of those things where, I mean, like Waterloo Columbus, take them for example, they've won three years in a row. Yep. They're doing a great job, but what if they graduated everybody and they had a small class coming in and, and everybody got to get pushed up to two way and it's like, what the hell? Yeah, you know? exactly. They move up to the top level, but the guys who won three state championships in a row, I have no idea what their team's going to look like next year, but let's just say they're freshmen and sophomores and they weren't big parts of that. You know, that that's not fair to those kids. So really, I don't know. It'll be interesting. That'd be mm. fun. That's a fun conversation that we want to keep an eye on as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and with sevens, like your team can, can change an instant with one or two different kids. Yeah. Yep. So like, let's say you have a kid hurt and he comes back two games in, you know, that one or two kids makes all the difference in the world to get a couple studs out there. So like, you never know with injuries and stuff too, how you could rank those teams. Oh, yeah. No, I think there's a lot of potential for some exciting. Like, I think that was kind of his goal is you want the closest, most exciting games possible. We want to get away from the blowouts. And 
like, oh, you have to be the top level because your school's big. Well, because I think of like Des Moines East where like where I teach my kids funnel into Des Moines East. It's the fifth largest high school in the state, but nine kids went out for rugby. Yeah. How does that make sense? So, yeah, be interesting. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of fun conference calls coming up and <laughs> those sure. those little Monday night calls. So, yeah, no, I, I feel like, too, you guys are doing great work up there with the youth. The fact that, I don't know, I feel like talking with people across the state who are nervous about, you know, starting new clubs, especially in smaller communities. It's like the travel's far and the school's small. What advice would you give to people who are nervous or apprehensive of starting a team because they're in a small community or because they feel like the travel is far, what would you say to them to push them in the right direction to start that club? Just know that you're going into it for the right reasons, right? Like if you, like me, I guess I'm such a competitor. Like I get, I want to pull my hair out. Like you said about <laughs> the losses and things like that, but no, you're not there for that. Mm-hmm. No, you're there to grow rugby. No, you're there to teach these kids a new game that they're hopefully going to love. And that the, the miles and the losses and all that, doesn't matter you're there for those kids to have an awesome experience and as long as you have that in the back of your mind and have good support system around you to help bear the load it's one of the most rewarding things you'll ever do in rugby Mm -hmm. so like that would be my advice to anybody going forward just make sure you're doing it for the right reasons and uh and doing it because you love the game and i'm gonna go back too to something you said you you kind of kind of serious kind of joking where it's like, you know, I'll coach these kids. I hope they continue to play. Maybe they'll be a barbarian someday. We had JJ on about a month or two ago. And he said something where, because I said something where like, if you have a men's club, you should have a high school. Like if you want your men's club to survive, you should have a high school club in your community. And what I meant by that was like, the main goal isn't, you know, getting those high school kids to play for your club. That's not the main goal. But the goal is if you have a high school club in your community, multiple guys from your men's club should be supported. You have a head coach, you have assistant coaches, you have guys who run the tournament. And then also it gets people in the community more aware of rugby. Like, oh, the high school has this. Wait, there's a men's club as well? Do you feel like that's something where the Northeast Iowa Barbarians have gotten more exposure as a club because the high school team you coach that is the goal whether it has Mm -hmm. came to fruition i don't know and honestly i don't care the fact that Mm -hmm. we are getting exposed like that hopefully we get some some eyes on it and like you said there might be some dad up in the stands oh man my kid's kicking ass i could probably still do that Mm -hmm. so like you get a couple guys like that it's you know nothing but growth and what you're really shooting for i guess yeah Mm -hmm. i mean technically that's we've gotten some dads from high school players yeah to play with us now yeah a couple of my my, a couple of my girls players at roosevelt there are a couple of dads who've come out and been like hey i saw my girl play for you i want to play with you and it was like all right cool (laughs) and yeah that's the thing it's not like we're only doing this high school team because it's going to feed into us you know if we have a kid who plays for us in high school and then they go and play for lindenwood or on the east coast and they never make it back to the wombats I'm more excited. I'm exactly, you know, yeah. it's like if I have a kid who wears a MLR Jersey or USA Eagle Jersey, 
I'm the happiest guy in the world. I hope they never wear a Wombat jersey because they're <laughs> way sure. better than, you know, like yep. you don't want to put that ceiling on them. Yeah. But, Isn't it always a goal of being a coach is you want your player to develop to be a better yeah. player than yourself, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which yep. which is real easy for me. Um, <laughs> Some people might be. <laughs> Bars low. No, but And then there are those kids who are like, hey, I played in high school. I went to college. I moved back home. Yeah, I'll go back to it. And that and that's something too. You're always looking for that as well. And yeah, I think exposure, 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 positive exposure. Yeah. Uh, that's that's really the key. Is are the kids having fun? Are the parents supportive of it? And is the community cool with it? You know. And yep. if you can get all three of those things, it's a win-win for everybody. Absolutely. So as we're kind of wrapping up here, Phil, I want you to think of two more really good questions. Okay, I'll come back to Phil. You can't um, put me on the spot like that. <laughs> no, I know. I'm going to ask Adam a couple of questions while you think, okay? Okay. So <laughs> Phil's going to leave the room so he can write down some questions and really think hard. Um, Finish another one of those beers. I, I want Phil beer thoughts. <laughs> yeah. I, so, I better crack one more. Yeah. Time. You know what? Grab me one, too. Um, do we have enough? We do. Okay, cool. Leave the monster for tomorrow morning. Of course. So, Adam, as, you're, as we're wrapping this up, what are your goals for the Barbarians for this fall? What are a couple of the main things you're looking for? It can be on the field, off the field. What are you looking forward to? What's your goal? The, the end goal is to win the Midwest for sure. That's a, a lofty goal, but somewhat of a realistic one. So, like, I think we need to win the state first, obviously. And uh starts with you guys, I guess. But that's a realistic goal that we have going forward. And goal for, like, the club, not just for wins and losses. I'd like to see some more new bodies midseason, you know, like like you said. Somebody comes checks out the game on Saturday, that's sweet. I'm going to come check out practice next week. So that's mm-hmm. that's the goal, just more bodies. You know, we had some some of our guys move away this this spring or summer, so we're kind of be going to be filling some holes with some new guys. And I'm hoping uh, it all works out. Yeah. Speaking of guys that left, um, and you've obviously played rugby for a long time, you know, like nine plus years or like before you were at Northeast Iowa, I guess I'm not familiar. Did you Zero. play with anybody else before Northeast Iowa? No, I, I, I started because I saw a, a flyer at the fitness center. That's, That's what it how was. I, okay. I didn't know rugby. if you had experience beforehand or not. Zero. Did you not read Northeast Iowa's new social media post where they're showing <laughs> their players? It said that in Adam's post. Uh, I didn't see that one. Yeah, man. Stay in the loop. Yeah, I read it. Sorry, I'm not on social media all the time. <laughs> but <laughs> know your enemies, Phil. You should be studying up. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> you guys aren't my enemies. You're my friends. <laughs> not on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, but well, no, until like, three o'clock. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of like guys that have left, like, is there anybody that you know you've played with, you know, through all your years that you really wish you could play with again? Oh, absolutely. So this, so Luther folded. Ah, three years into my rugby playing they kind of folded their club so like we've had two or three luther kids kind of helping us out for at least the last five years and two of them were four-year starters for us basically so we're gonna miss kyle played a lot of uh fly half for us the last four years and rehana played a lot of um hooker for us so those are two huge losses that were key starters for us last year that we got to fill those spots and so i'm gonna miss playing with those boys an awful lot I didn't know that they were Luther's college students, huh? That's yeah. weird. I thought they were yep. just like regular men's players. <laughs> no, no, they just didn't have a club to play for, so they're barbarians. Cool. Nice. Phil, that was one question. What's your final question? I don't know. Who's your favorite guy in the Wombats, and why is it me? <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
that smile you have playing, whether you're fucking up or you're doing something great, you got that Phil smile. Like if you drop the ball, like we've all seen on Facebook, like that, that Phil smile, it's contagious. And that's why Phil's my answer. <laughs> well, in, for your new hooker, um, I don't know if we should oh, even so say this. Um, Phil's going to kiss him on the cheek in the very first scrum. I'm going to. I do it every time. <laughs> Just lick it. Lick his face. Yeah. Hey, is he, is he new or no? I like, don't know yet. It's gonna. You guys know. No, we're gonna see what we have on Saturday, and that's I know, but I mean, Like, is it gonna be somebody who's got experience at least? Like, kind of has an idea. Or... Phil, are you scared? No, I'm like, <laughs> I want to like make sure it's somebody who like kind of understands rugby culture. <laughs> you have consent to kiss him. Yeah. Is it okay if I lick him? <laughs> no, we're gonna show up on Saturday, hopefully with 15 dudes at least, and that's how we're setting our lineup. So that's how we've done it forever. And that's how it'll be. So I have no predictions for you. Let it be Josiah because he'll accept it. <laughs> I think Josiah is moving to eight man. What? For the Barbarians this fall. Excellent. So yeah, that might be a new little, uh, you're going to have to tackle him a little bit. Ooh, all right. What was he at last year? Uh, flank, mostly. Okay. Gotcha. Well, Adam, super appreciative of you coming on. Uh, I think it's really cool that we're we're able to, you know, the week of, you know, we're going to be playing each other to have you on and kind of share a little bit with each other about how the club's doing. And it's good to hear, you know, all the stuff you're doing with the youth, all the stuff you're doing for the men's program. So you, you do a lot of great work in the state of Iowa. Keep it going. Keep growing. And um, we're excited you to host you on Saturday. Hey, guys, I'm very much looking forward to it. So it's been a hot minute since I've even played. So I am ready to go for Saturday and uh, looking forward to it. All right. And uh, at this moment, we're no longer friends. And then at around 2.30 on Saturday, uh, we're friends again. Sounds great, boys. Sounds great. (laughs) If I tackle you, I'm going to lick your face. (laughs) I wouldn't want it any other way. (laughs) From your neck of the woods, Phil, how does that make you feel? That was good. I really enjoyed it. Um, Adam's a great dude. Oh, yeah. I've always, every time we've ran in Northeast Iowa or like anything with rugby related stuff, I always got to find Adam and talk to him. And like well, Northeast Iowa guys in general, they're, that's a good group of dudes, you know, and not because they're from my neck of the woods. Well, it's I get just, nervous every time you talk about these guys. You get like a quarter chub and you're like, <laughs> like oh man, I could have been with oh, them. I could have been, not could have been me. Not quarter, three half, quarter. At least. Yeah, I meant to say three quarter, but it's like, oh, I could have been with them. Like, I, I'm like, dude, Phil, just. Are you going to be a barbarian? Like, what the? <laughs> but then I'm going to keep you happy because in the spring, you'll, you know, we're going to do a combo team and then maybe that'll keep you with us. Yeah. You know, like, I just need my little fix, you know, yeah. like the, yeah. of Iowa City and Northeast Iowa boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, all kidding aside, though, really cool to have Adam on. Yeah. Great guy. Great. He's one of those guys, like, in the sport. You, you associate him with Northeast Iowa, you associate him with high school, you associate him with, being a guy who gives a shit, who puts a lot of his own effort, his time, mm-hmm. his resources to make the game better because he loves the game. Yeah. Another guy who always comes to mind is Matt Simon, too. Yeah. I would we gotta get him on sometime too. Definitely. He's a he's a name that we've had on the list for a long time. We yeah. need to look at that list again because I know we, we have, have like a bunch of names on like there. 60 like, names on that I list. <laughs> like that's the thing too. Like, I know we want to have everyone on like right away, and we even talked about like let's get three people on per episode, and it's like that's tough. It's We're, tough to do. We, we plan on doing this for, for a long time, mm-hmm. so we can't rush and have everybody at once. But yep. Adam is going to be a reoccurring guest 
like we're gonna have him again again like he's just a good dude and he cares and his son is playing at iowa i mean it's funny though it's like we have a lot of guys that are gonna be like and like girls too that are gonna be like reoccurring guests i feel like you know like we'll have kelsey and megan and we could have we could have like a recap episode where it's like we just talked to 10 minutes to 10 different people right there's 100 minutes right there <laughs> and we just like hey we're gonna check in with 10 of our favorite people boom 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 and that's not even half of them right <laughs> no it, I, but thinking of like the main reason we had him on wombats versus northeast iowa i feel like with our clubs being so far apart you wouldn't think like that would be a rivalry like naturally because the distance is there mm. our clubs are so similar they're still i mean they're 10 years old Later this year. They were like one of the last, like one of the more recent clubs that got formed though. Like brand new. Because like Dubuque and Quad Cities, they're new, but they're revived old teams. Northeast Iowa like technically would have been Turkey River Rugby Club, but that was was done in the 80s. Yeah. So like my uncle used to play with them. So it's more or less like that team disappeared. Yeah. 30 years went by. They started a new club, yeah, in the same spot or similar spot. Similar you know. spot, yeah. I don't know the area as well as you. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, he's a good dude, and I think this match on Saturday is going to be great. Again, I'm biased. I think we're going to win, but yeah. I think Adam's biased. Sound like he thinks they're going to win. I know. Wow, how rude. Yeah, come on, think- our podcast and think you're going to win. <laughs> he should have bowed down and been like, "No, you guys." <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Come on. Oh, speaking of, so <laughs> I didn't even, I, I meant to like talk to you about if you want to talk about this, but fuck it. Let's just talk about it. Okay. Quad City Irish. They're doing a podcast now. I love it. Did you listen to it? No, because I don't know where to find it. I, I sent you the you screenshot. The there, so Was the that way- on Friday though? Because I was pretty fucked up on Friday. Oh, look at me. I go to concerts. <laughs> I party. I'm still oh, young. I don't work on Fridays. I work four 10-hour days and I get all zooted on Fridays. That's only like the past two weeks. Grow up. <laughs> I am grown. Very. <laughs> no, but they have, it's called the Quad City Irish like group page. That like, it's not, it's very confusing how Jim Estes will set up like there was an Iowa rugby page and like a oh, quad city. He's old though, right? <laughs> he's I don't know. Let's have him on and ask him. I don't know. But no, he makes like groups. You know okay, how we have yeah. our West Moines Wombats private group. Yeah. So it's a public group. Anybody can go in and see it. They posted them in the group, mm. so you can go to the group and watch. So Quad City Irish they started a podcast and it's to grow exposure of their current players and to. Um, yeah, because I saw they had Jake Wurz on there, which is cool. Their second yeah, episode was Jake Wurz. Their first episode was Craig Air, which Craig, I want to have him on. He's a really cool dude. Yep. And they're, they're like 10, 12-minute episodes. Oh. So where we go for fucking 90 minutes to two hours. <laughs> they do 10 minutes right there at the pitch. Jim Estes uh, interviews. And the first episode I listened to, I was just like, like Craig was like talking about, they were talking about like people in the state and the Midwest and like mm. grassroots growing the game. They didn't even give us a shout out. I'm wow. like, what the hell? We talk about Quad City all the time. They even mentioned the Wombats. They didn't even mention the B-Side Boys. Again, rude. So today, <laughs> I got I got my AirPods in. I'm I'm cutting down trees. I'm I'm just I'm like, you know, I'm gonna listen to Jake's episode. Mm. I mean, we had him on first. It's Whatever. True. Yeah, no big deal. I'm listening to it, and he's talking, and I'm just like, this motherfucker's not gonna mention us again. <laughs> like. Come on, guys. We we did the podcast first. And I know I sound like a, a douchebag right now, but I'm drinking IPAs, so 
it's not fair. <laughs> it makes sense. I'm getting kind of douchey, but uh, at least I'm self-aware. But then all of a sudden, Jake goes, yeah, it's like uh, the B-boys, the uh, B-side boys. They said, basically, they were talking about recruiting. They go into the gym and they're like, hey, what are you working out for? To look good? Or like, what do you use those muscles for? And then Show muscles. Yeah. And like, <laughs> you could use them in rugby. Like, that's how he said, like, a recruiting pitch was very similar to what we talked about. And I was just like, oh, they mentioned us. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, we're, we're really humble. <laughs> the humblest. And speaking of humble, we also had more local media attention. So when I started the Wombats, like I was trying to spam everybody. Local radio here down in Des Moines, 1460 KXNL. They're now on 106.3 FM. They are the sports of Des Moines. I got on the morning rush. It was fun. I, then we haven't really been in contact with them as much. My new job, I'm not as able to listen to that radio show as much and then doing the podcast our own. And I'm not a social media guy. Yeah, so, it's it's you know. tough. And so um, Nico Felice, our vice president, is listening to the radio. And Cody Goodwin works for the Des Moines Register. He covers wrestling. He was wearing an All Blacks jersey in the KXNO studio. He was a guest host on The Fanatics with... Ross Peterson, East Sider. He was like, whoa, All Blacks jersey. That's pretty cool. Rugby. Rugby's cool. And Cody Goodwin goes, oh, I got this from a few buddies of mine who play for the Kansas City Blues. Kansas City came up to Des Moines last spring to play against Bremer. Their D3 side played against Bremer. Yeah. And he saw, like, Eric Wickham and Tom McClyman, Tom Beck. He recognized, like, these people in wrestling. He's like, whoa, that's crazy. I want to get more, like, rugby's cool. And so they started talking about rugby. And Nico Felice, the vice president of the Wombats, hears them on the radio. And he decides to call in. And you know what's great about the internet? What's that? Oh, you just pull it right up. We can pull it right up. They put it in podcast form. Let's check it out. But Nico heard us talking about rugby, and it inspired him to give us a call here on the Fanatics. Nico, thanks for giving us a call from Des Moines, man. How you doing? Good. How you guys doing today? We're doing well. It says you wanted to jump into this rugby uh, rugby talk. What are, are you a rugby fan? Are you mad that we were talking rugby? <laughs> no, I love that you guys are talking rugby. Uh, actually, I wanted to kind of spread the word a little bit more. There are two uh, men's clubs here in Des Moines. There's the Des Moines Rugby Club, and then there is the up-and-coming West Des Moines Wombats Rugby Club. Uh, so I actually play, and uh, I'm vice president for the club. <clears throat> so part of what we like to do is kind of just give notoriety to rugby and give it a little bit of a, uh, you know, give it a I uh, try to look as possible, as well as giving back to the community. Uh, but our seasons are upcoming here. Like our first uh, match is on the 27th, so it would be cool to get uh, you guys. Out when you say the, you say the 22nd, you mean this weekend? 27th. Oh, 27th. Yeah, I'll be fish. I'll be fishing in Canada, Nico. Sorry about that. Here's what <laughs> yeah, I would. What, I hey, that. man, I mean this because um, now are you said you're the president of one of the clubs. Are you the of the Wombats or the Des Moines Rugby Club? Yeah, I'm with the the Wombats. Okay. The Des Moines Rugby Club, I, uh, I knew uh, Josh and Eric Lohmeyer, and I think Eric was on the, in the Des Moines Rugby Club for a long time. And that was, it, it, 
it's a very cool group of guys, man. It's a, there, there's a camaraderie. And for some reason, Nico, I'm just going to take a stab at this. It seems like rugby guys, the ones I knew, were also very successful in business. I, I'm just going to guess you've got some sort of uh, C in front of your title, right? Uh, man, I wish. Uh, <laughs> complaint. <laughs> complaint, she said. <laughs> yeah, that, that worked. <laughs> Nico, do me a favor, man. Keep us in touch uh, with, with some of the rugby stuff because I would love to help you out with kind of spreading the word about uh, when you guys have, have stuff going on. It is, it's a fun thing. I went down and saw the World Sevens when they were here a couple years ago. That was a blast. I couldn't, like, it, it was amazing to me that it wasn't more popular. They're like 30-minute games. It was awesome turnaround and, and and fun action. It's a lot of fun, Nico. So uh, we'd love to help you out with spreading the word, man. Absolutely. We'll stay in touch. Thank All right, you. buddy. Talk to you soon. Two different rugby clubs. Look at rugby growing in Des Moines. <laughs> Look at that. Look at rugby getting all big. I'm not kidding. It seemed like every dude that I ever met that played rugby was like an ass kicker in whatever industry he was in. It's funny you say that because every rugby person I know of parties harder than any other person I've ever That's met. That's funny, too. <laughs> I, I, I would actually, I'd, I'd agree with that, too. <laughs> yeah, he definitely got that right at the end there. Like, yeah, yeah. We, we do like to party. Yeah. Um, we'll have to educate him a little bit on some stuff, but well, and that's yeah. the thing. So then I sent a DM, like Nico texted me. He's like, "I'm gonna be on the radio. Like, I'm I'm on hold right now." And I'm like, "What'd you say?" And he's like, "I, I haven't talked yet. Like, we were texting before practice." And yeah. and then I went back and heard that, and then I DM'd that radio show, and I and then I also made a tweet and I tagged everybody I knew that worked for the station. Like, you guys should come out. They said one of their new guys, Caleb, a uh, younger guy, he said that he's coming out and they're going to get a couple of people from KXNO. They're going to come to our match against the Barbarians. Nice. So, yeah, I, I think we're going to have a good crowd. I sent it in to catch Des Moines. Hopefully, you know, it's free. So if you're in the Des Moines area, and because Des Moines plays in St. Paul, the Wombats are the only rugby team to play in Des Moines this weekend over by Waterworks Park. 2301 Southwest 30th Street in Des Moines. We're the only rugby show in town. It's free. Bring a lawn chair. Bring beer. Yeah. No, it'll be a lot of fun. I think some people, even if you don't really know what's going on, I mean, it's, it's fun to watch. It's a fun atmosphere. Yeah, the atmosphere is great. And, like, obviously it's going to be a very physical match. And it's going to be really entertaining. And it's family friendly. I'm going to yeah. have my um, one-month-old Murphy and my... One and a half year old Kobe, they're gonna be there. Like, there's gonna be a lot of baby wombats there. Yeah, there's, there's so many babies on the a team. Lot of kids on the team. It's weird. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, they don't play. Well, for yeah, us. yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you throw that out there. Yeah. I knew you twist my words. The way we said, like, ah, oh, there's so many babies on the team. Like, yeah, no, we got thirty year old guys and one year old babies. No, so it, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be fun. It's free. Bring beer. We'll have yeah. beer. We'll have koozies for sale for five bucks each. If we like you, maybe we'll give you one for free. It's possible. Because there's so many in my garage. I we have a lot of koozies. Yeah. But no, that was fun. And like Adam said, big goal of rugby, number one, if you're in it, we want to have fun. That means this or a bowling league. I like bowling. But I, you don't have that same camaraderie. I fucking suck at bowling, so rugby's more for me. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not, not creating you're rugby, in more, but, you know. <laughs> you're in more control of like that physical aspect. Yeah. And then part two is... We want to grow the exposure. I mean, yeah. I heard someone say, oh, it was in the Quad City Irish one. 
rugby can be cultish. Can, yeah. But the good parts, I mean, it's very infectious. It's very positive. I mean, we're not asking people to do crazy weird stuff, but like it, it's, a, it's a community that like really grabs onto each other. Mm-hmm. It's a fun atmosphere. We, it's we very, want, it's very inviting, inclusive yeah. too. Yeah. Like it's for, and as rugby is trying to say, rugby is for everyone. Yeah. Whether you're a player, a fan, everybody is wanted. Everybody's welcome. So if you're in the Des Moines area, come check it out. If you're in the Ames area, go see Iowa Central play Iowa State. It's a good matchup. Yeah. If you're around the state, find your local rugby club. If you're in Minnesota, St. Paul East Side, they're hosting Bremer and Des Moines. Des Moines. Yeah. Dubuque is hosting Clinton. Iowa City is hosting Cedar Rapids. A lot of great rugby. We're here. We're in the season, Phil. Yeah, finally. Been waiting like all summer for this shit. I know. Well, I feel like the whole point of this podcast was so we could talk about <laughs> yeah, this stuff. And we've like gotten so far off track. Like ugh, talking about people who are doing great things in the sport. We just want to talk about Talk about D three rugby, D three matches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these IPAs are making us weird, man. I We're know. getting real douchey. I know. I don't like it. I know. And not very humble. I liked how you said humble, and it was very ironic. But oh yeah, I mean, gosh, I'm, really again, I'm real self aware. It hurts. <laughs> That's what I always say. I have to wake <laughs> up with myself every morning. I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> like when people when people tell me something, it's like I already know. <laughs> <laughs> We should end this. How you feeling? Good, you. 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 Fresh, 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 fresh.